We all know how much of an ATA a bad night's sleep is, so this episode is brought to you by Emma Sleep. We figured you definitely need to know about the top-scoring mattress by Choice Australia for the past two years in a row. And to enjoy up to 60% off, just enter CCA at the checkout. More details to come, but for now, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Seize the Yay podcast. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy and fulfilment along the way. Give me a beep. What's the semi-in-between breathe? Yeah, it's the hi-hat. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Yays of Our Lives. <laughs> Have we been on it the whole time? 100%. Oh, guys, you've got to count me in next time. I never count you in. You're yeah, always true. singing at the start of every true. single episode. If Kane wasn't here, I would have farted or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, today we are bringing you Yays of Our Lives from the incredible annotate agency that you guys have probably seen across feast and a couple of cca episodes already actually but not a gaze of our lives this is your first time yeah this is very luxurious very pro. proper pro i feel like bodily functions don't can't happen in this room oh no you obviously don't yeah. know this room very well <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice though. It's very cool. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. All service. Big shout out to Annotate. Yeah. Kane, who has to sit through our gas bagging. Literally my gas bagging like eight times a week. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Oh, you should, so pay, sad. You should pay extra cane, honestly. You should. <laughs> oh, but welcome back. We haven't done a Yays of Allah. It has been, I mean, as everyone in the neighborhood knows, a very crazy, messy time. I feel like we say that every time, but it's actually been a very... A time of upheaval somewhat? Yeah, I feel like it's been like almost three months, surely. No, wait, oh, let me We haven't out. done one. We did one probably just after Egypt. And I don't even think we got through all that. Which was like points. two months ago. Did we, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> did like, we even t- make we it never, to We never spoke about Egypt. We even didn't even did we not? <laughs> no. Did you we miss suck. us, guys? We actually suck, <laughs> honestly. 28th of July? Yeah. No. Wait. That's th- almost three months. Do an- <laughs> it's like me when I'm like L-M-N-O-P. Like <laughs> I always have to say the, al- the entire alphabet to know which letter is after yeah, which <laughs> Wait, stop it. Okay, it's been three months. We're meant to do them like every week slash fortnight. What? But this year, do you not agree? It's just been like the messiest year of all the years. Oh, absolutely. I feel like this year's felt like a very long year. I feel like my life's changed about six times this year, let alone yours. What do you mean six times? It's changed so many more times than that. <laughs> but, okay, so we have so much to cover, which we always do because we do it like this. But there is a huge dot point that has to come first because it is the definition of seizing the yay. How have you seized your yay recently? 
Me? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were doing some grand announcement. I, was like, I am. Are you pregnant? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I would not do it to you. Actually, I, maybe I would. Yeah, I totally would. would. <laughs> I'm like, because we'd be videoing and it'd be amazing. That's not how I do it. I definitely have like, so I don't know. I'd have, I don't know. It'd be way more fancy. No, I quit my job. I'm retired. <gasps> Living the retired life. I know. And now, you know how we always talk about how I was in a stable traditional job and then I had, I didn't hate it. I still liked it. But then the creative side of me was dying. Blah, blah, blah. Cage bird. It's like, <gasps> It's happened to you. No, it, you know how long this decision took me though. So like, long. But this is why it's so exciting that it's fresh and we're yeah. talking about it now because then in like, you know, I always say the best thing about having a show is you'll have an audio record of how you felt when it was fresh true. forever. True, true, true. I think it probably was like nine, although a nine month thinking into a very quick like two week decision making time, which mm-hmm. was, it felt really stressful even though it's probably, it was in the back of my mind for a while. But yeah, I've retired. I'm two weeks into retirement. It's quite hard. Fun employment? No, just retired. Are you a fun entrepreneur? (laughs) No, I actually, do you know what? It wasn't the job that I didn't like. And I wanted to make that clear when I moved on. It wasn't that I didn't love physio. I love physio with a passion. If anything, that's why it was such a hard decision. But I knew that I really wanted to live a life quite wildly and quite freeing and I unfortunately it was kind of like a good and bad thing unfortunately I've had experience in startup kind of life Mm -hmm. where you can live pretty adventurously while still working and because you guys do it becomes a very you know feasible pathway so in that sense because I had experience in that I was like damn like I'm, you I'm knew missing what you were that. missing, yeah. As opposed to if I didn't, if I never knew, I would have just probably stuck out in physio, being like, "This is all I know," and then you not feel like you're missing anything. And I kind of was like, "Well, I'm 25 and young and wild and free, and one day I'm gonna have to like want to settle. And when I settle, then I'll be cool with the nine to five and be at a physical place. But right now, I just want to see, not that I'll like live overseas and see the world, but the ability to kind of manage my own time." Mm. how I do manage it and you know we used to travel heaps together you know if I we wanted to go to Tassie we could go to Tassie without a time frame I could mm. extend it or not extend it and still not change my work mm. I was finding the need to ask for leave and apply for leave and plan that far ahead really difficult like for example my sisters were going to New Zealand at the end of the year and I was there waiting for my leave to be approved and I just didn't know if it was going to be approved and even that kind of stuff I was like oh, I just wish I had the flexibility of time again so that's actually partly the reason why I wanted to just resign for now and then try this I've, I've always done this on the side for like the last six years this is stuff that I've always done so it's not a new industry but I've never done it as my full-time thing I've worked full-time hours in it but it was never my sole thing I was doing studying physio with doing this other stuff full-time and it was hectic but this is the first time I've done it as my full-time thing and I'll still work casually at the hospital because I really love being a physio. But, yeah, big jump, big leap, <gasps> very exciting, Big step scary. in your staircase. In your path, in my st- A big staircase. But, yeah, no, it was really, yeah, we can talk about it in depth. In the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited because it's literally the definition of this show is like finding what your yay actually is is and what it looks like and your hierarchy of needs and wants at different times in your life and I think like you're the perfect example now like we had so many similar conversations to what I had about it's 
a little bit more straightforward when you hate something because it's easy to jump. Do you know what I mean? Like it's harder when you are interested in more than one thing for different reasons and they tick different boxes and like it wasn't straightforward for you because they all have pros and cons. It's way more difficult when you've got lots of yay, you know? Yeah, I think having you was very, very helpful because you've been through it, first of all. We know that. (laughs) Tickets. Goodness me. I'm kidding. This head. (laughs) No, but I was like, oh, my God, like this is the exact scenario. No, it genuinely was, which is why. But like you said, the dissonance was actually more so I've never had to choose between two things I loved before as opposed to falling out of love with one and just transitioning to another. When it became mutually exclusive. When it became mutually exclusive. Personal joke explanation is uh, once upon a time we were <laughs> driving on one of those road trips for work for CCA to somewhere anyway no, to, Ballarat. to Ballarat. Yeah, to Ballarat. And I said, oh, we have to turn off where the roads become mutually exclusive. And anyway, Nick and Ange would not let it go that that's not the right use. And we're like, exclusive. it's called a fork and yeah, it's, it's not mutually exclusive. It's called a fork exclusive. in the road and like that's not the right term. And I insisted. <laughs> I like legalized them for another hour about why you it will, was correct anyway. You will argue knowing you're wrong. And 100%. You're like, oh, oh, wait. Oh, no, I misunderstood. I was like, you little dumb No, but dog. then I will convince you both somehow that you're like, oh, no, technicality. Yeah, no, she's right. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's not mutually exclusive. It's a fork. Anyway. It's a anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're the decision-making process you've just been through will resonate with a lot of people, I think, because it's – was so every gray area. There was no like, I don't like this, I'm moving to this. There was no, I'm sick of this, I'm moving to this. There was no like, oh, I tried out one career and it just wasn't for me. It was for you in so many ways. It just wasn't for the part of you that right now is dominant and it's also not a forever decision either. Well, that's the thing. I think there's a lot of people, a lot of my friends at the hospital right now with similar thought processes, not because they don't like the job. I have to say the last two years in the hospital has been pretty hectic from a burnout standpoint. Mm. Like we just got the craziest stuff, shortages and things. But I am really lucky that my support network are amazingly broad in terms of skills and industries and work and experiences of the world where if I said this, it's not so scary, it's not so big. It's Mm. scary in that it's still a decision to be made, like it's still a jump. Like it's been made quite clear to me it's not a forever decision and I think that's the thing that got me through. Whereas I think for other people without similar support networks, to me probably will find it hard to pull back and realise it definitely isn't a forever decision. I think that's why people don't make the jump because they feel it's, it's such, yeah, such, there's such permanence to the decision, even though there's not. The two things that got me through is knowing that's not permanent. And mm-hmm. one of the best things about being a physio, it's got incredible job security. Yeah. Like if I want to go back, I just go back. Yeah, I might not work at the same hospital, but I work at any hospital. I work at any clinic. Like I can just always go back. That's the best thing about the job that I'm in. But if I love this, I stay in it. Like it's just... I am like I live the most privileged life to be able to decide one day that I want to change industries and then be able to do that overnight really quite seamlessly and successfully. From a like and important to note, like from a financial stability standpoint, I wouldn't mm. have done it if I couldn't support myself. Mm. Like I do have a mortgage now, so it's like it's a big oh, okay. No, but it's a big <laughs> And just gone from living this like what she calls peasant life. It's still peasant. And just making you hang so much shit on me for like buying the 
Band-Aid brand Band-Aid <laughs> instead of home brand. Like small <laughs> things you're just giving it's so much out, shit. Neck of a net. I got a moggy. No, I am pleb. You are not a pleb. You I can't am say that anymore. I literally just <laughs> raided Nick and Sarah's garbage bag that I got to donate to the Selvos <laughs> to see what we I could sell. We did have salvage. a great shopping finish today <laughs> and both like tried on some nice things. It was great. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyone thinking about making the jump? definitely worth a try nothing's permanent you can always go back to it and also life's more fun that way yeah what do you think were your biggest because it did take like nine months of marinating and I feel like the question I ask people more in say five years time like five years time you is usually when I've got people on CSDA talking about the jump in hindsight and the mm. thing that I often kind of concentrate on is like that decision-making phase because that's usually what people listening are at. They're mm. more in that like, I'm like, how do you know that you're on the cusp of a new chapter? And it starts always with discomfort. It yeah. always starts with this tiny little niggle. And you started to get like about February, like I'm fidgety. We call it fidgety where we get real fidgety and it's like, oh, something's like not in alignment or it's I don't know what it is, like something's being stifled too much and it's not dissatisfaction it's not like I hate this job it's just this little kind of like an itch and Mm. then it kind of like do I scratch it a little bit like do I indulge this idea and then it gets louder and louder and louder or it doesn't yeah I think you were the one that made me realize that was the feeling that itch was still there nine months after and that's pretty much how I knew that I needed to make the jump because rather than it feeling like a fleeting thought like if it's gone after a month I'm probably like mm, that's probably situational as opposed yeah. to like I'm maybe just tired yeah, or like, I'm and, just like and, burnt out yeah. and I tried other things like I very very spontaneously requested leave like the week after in May and just went to Newcastle and kind of zenned out and mm. was like maybe this will help me and it did for a period but I was like mm, I still feel itchy I still feel fidgety I was still wanting to kind of get out of the nine to five situation I did a lot of things within work to try to make myself feel like perhaps it is a phase you Mm. know I tried to do more weekends change up my hours a little bit I tried to do more creative stuff within work all of which I still loved doing but I realized after nine months I'm still feeling the same way if not more it's probably a big sign Mm. and it's something that you said as well you were like well in Feb you supported the decision but you didn't push me to go out and you know and grasp do anything it. about it yeah purely because as like my best mate you were kind of like well I didn't think you were ready as much as you were having thoughts about it I just didn't think you were had enough of physio just yet and so I supported you and I thought of some ideas but I didn't necessarily like push you to go out and do it all whereas come August I was like I think I'm gonna reach out and you're like yep do it mm. like do it and then we spoke about you know working together and that was so exciting for both of us and I think because the thought process was there for so long it was pretty clear that I and I couldn't shake it yeah that was the sign like that's something that that's out of my control yeah even though I tried to shake it so I think if you still if you've thought about it for a really long time I don't think it's going to go away all of a sudden mm. and I feel like it's probably a good idea to act on it before you actually turn to hate the thing that you're doing like I, totally. I'm so grateful that I did it now because I feel like maybe in a few months time I would have potentially like fallen out of love with physio. I mm. don't know as just from a like situationally because I just wasn't enjoying nine to five mm. as opposed to enjoying the job. And I would have hated to leave physio not enjoying it as opposed mm. to just not enjoying the nine to five aspect of it. So mm. I left physio like 
like cry the night before because I didn't <laughs> no. want to leave because I had just the best farewell. I had it was the most. I have the most amazing team, and I finished off in my neuro rotation, which I just love. And the team at Royal Melbourne are the most, to me particularly, supportive team ever. Like they mm. did funniest and craziest things in my last week. Is like it adds to the reason why you just don't want to leave. But at the same time, they were like, do you know what, this is so you, like to go out and try new things. And I hope and I actually do hope that if someone else saw it and they were inspired to do the same, yeah. that would be a really nice kind of closing the loop of taking the leap first if it does mean that other people can try the same. But, yeah, I think if the thought is still there after a long time, that's definitely a big, big sign. Just before we move on from that thought. Okay, guys, just quickly taking a little break to circle back to Emma Sleep for a moment because it is very important for your yay. You guys know I love to help you break down the nays to yay in life as much as possible, and there is nothing worse than an uncomfortable, interrupted, or bad quality sleep. You might have heard about Emma Sleep's world-class mattress engineering and award-winning affordable comfort around the place lately. I certainly had and was keeping a very careful ear out to hear more, and they have so generously given the Australian and New Zealand-based Yeaborhood up to 60% off at the moment. Just enter Seize the Yea at the checkout, no spaces. So I just have to stop this episode to shout from the rooftops because it is too good an opportunity to be missed. You guys know from listening how dearly I value sleep. So I just needed to remind you all that their mattresses are not only award-winning, but are climate-regulating to suit all seasons, come with a 10-year guarantee, and and can be trialled for free for 100 days. But don't just take my word for it. You can check out their website, emma-sleep.com.au, with the link directly in the show notes to see hundreds of reviews. There's also free delivery and returns with a money-back guarantee. So why would you not see what all the fuss is about and seize the ultimate yay of a great night's sleep? As I mentioned, I'll pop the link in the show notes for you and do not miss out. Just imagine what 2023 could bring you with sleep all sorted. <laughs> now back to the show. What you said about how everyone was like around you in physio were like, yeah, we see this. I think a really good barometer of like what your decision is, is if the people who know you the best aren't surprised. Like you told my family and they were like, oh, yeah, we knew it was good. Yeah. Like they were <laughs> not true. even 1% surprised. And so just for people listening, I don't, we sound very biased towards leaving stable jobs to go into, mm, like we, we sound really spoiled about nine to five. I don't mean that in any way. I just mean anyone who, like if you met Ange for one minute, you would know that you have more creativity in your little finger than most people in their whole lifetime and that, you know, physio in the manner that you were practising it just doesn't suit you, who you are right now. Just right now, yeah. Just right now, yeah. Mm. And I feel like I don't want anyone to ever mistake that we mean, I just didn't want to work nine to five. Like mm, I just wanted freedom. It wasn't just that. It was that your manner of expression, your ultimate yay was met partway but not all the way. And mm. so it could be the niggly, fidgety feeling the opposite direction for other people that they feel like business just doesn't suit them because they need to go back to structure. So just that's my disclaimer is I don't mean everyone leave your job right now. Mm. I just mean like anyone around Ange has been like, yeah, finally. Like, yeah, like we've been much. watching you be a caged bird thriving and doing an incredible job but missing a huge part of your best allocation of like the way you could leave a huge impact on this world I think anyway yeah thank you but like the other things that made the decision easier or kind of I guess helped make the decision was 
a few things. Having a calculated like backup plan. Yes. Like is, something to jump to. Yeah. yeah. So something to jump to, but if that fails, then a backup plan to that. And I think that gave me a lot of confidence, safety even, and security to make the jump as much as it sounds risky. I knew for a fact that if I wanted to go back to physio, I just walk back into physio. Mm. Like I just knew that for a fact and that was fine with me. And so knowing that makes the decision quite a lot easier. Like the decision was made with me, you and like my closest friends and I didn't really tell anyone else at work, my siblings, my parents, just because I didn't want too many cooks in the kitchen because I was already having so much dissonance Mm. with what to do. So it made me quite clear in what I wanted to do. And then afterwards when I resigned, they said what I was hoping they'd say, which is, you know, you can, you're always welcome back here, which is a really like big sigh of relief to know you can just walk back into one. But I deep down know I could just walk back into mm. physio. And then, yeah, like you said, having something to jump to was a big thing that allowed me to actually do it as opposed to, I think the only reason why I left was because I had this thing to jump into with Bloom Effects. Mm. Otherwise I would have probably been twiddling Waited. yeah like yeah. I, i'm risk taking but not it's enough. calculated it's a calculated very risk. calculated yeah. yeah so all of those things knowing there was a, a plan and a backup plan to that plan and the only compromise or sacrifice i probably would have made from going and then not enjoying it and coming back was potentially six months or a year of physio experience which was fine with me because i knew the minute i came back to it i'd probably pick it up again and it might just be a year back from mm. other people mm. but then I gained this whole year of trying this thing that I really wanted to and the other thing was I was like when I'm 80 <laughs> this is gonna be like a, well, we're gonna still be here talking about this, this. is gonna be a blip <laughs> in my life yes like a blip a blip oh my god so that like the two things that scream out to me that I can never be reminded enough times of is one the idea that like permanence is very different to what it perhaps was in a generation beforehand you did make a decision and you were kind of stuck with it for like a while in you know one generation ago but I think now within reason of course within your own financial parameters Mm. and and risk appetite and whatever you can afford to just say like I'll just give it a try like and if it doesn't work if you've built good relationships you can go back you don't have to treat everything with the overwhelm that comes with like this is my forever decision and we've talked about that in relation to relationships and friendships and everything like not everything has to be as scary as I can't go back. You can probably always go back at least a little bit. Yeah. So it's it's not that scary. But also that regret management thing I always talk about. My whole life is future regret management. It's mm-hmm. like which one will I regret more? I'll probably like most of the reasons that we decide a decision was a good one or a bad one is based on the level of regret or lack thereof. Mm. So I'm always like what will I regret more? And I feel like you would regret staying and not trying. Yeah more than trying and then even not liking going back yeah because the thing that you taught me was what if like it it was kind of like a it was kind of like (laughs) oh god um it was like a what if it fails kind of thing but what if it doesn't like and what if it doesn't it could be really amazing and i want to say one last thing on this topic was i did have major anxiety making the decision probably three weeks and i like didn't eat for three weeks Mm -hmm. and i don't think that is always a marker that it's the wrong decision. Oh, yes. Because I, you could easily be like, mm, this doesn't feel right, so therefore it must be the wrong decision. I was just anxious because I didn't want to disappoint people, but I knew deep down. And I had my people around me that could see without my blurry lens that it was still <laughs> the right decision yeah. to be like, no, 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 this is what you want. Like this is definitely what you want. This is what you've been asking for. And so having people around you to remind you, like to ground you, mm. but also understanding that, like the anxiousness around it, the discomfort, the 
like full body, like I genuinely just didn't eat for three weeks, mm. is not a sign that it's wrong. It oh, perhaps 100%. is a sign that it is, is so right. Is right. Yeah. yeah, like that's what we talk about when we say like the greatest decisions are often the hardest ones you make. Mm. That's the hard bit, That the feeling of like yuck, oh, my God, agonising backwards and forwards and, yeah, it being so consuming. Like indecision is so much harder than making a decision either way. Yep. You're just hovering in limbo. It is the most tiring thing ever. But now that you've decided, we were going to make this Angie's Q&A because our last episode three months ago was my <laughs> Q&A and we just haven't done it. But because we have a very exciting, like to top off a crazy, messy, all over the place year, we've just had a cute little CZA strategy session. Yeah, so keen. Really exciting. But we also both have... Really exciting trips, which means we won't, we'll be separated for mm. like another, what, seven weeks or something. But I feel like we have so much, like both you and I have become whole new people when mm. we remove ourselves from our situation and then are going to come back and the next year will be our catch up, which will also be a, a, you answering all the questions that people now will have because I was like, why bother with a Q&A until people know that you've left your job and want to ask questions? Yeah, because I remember the questions that came through were still things that I'd probably answer and give insight into, but they were like, how do you, how manage- do you poo? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I brought it up. Why did I do it? <laughs> I brought it up. <laughs> How many minutes did we get in before you mentioned bowels? Before you mentioned bowels. I did. It was my fault. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We'll answer a bunch when we come back. But just quickly, I feel like this has been all about me. I feel like you've done really cool things and have cool things coming up. You went to a wedding in Italy. Amazing. Looked yeah. so good. Went to the wedding in Italy. It was amazing. And it was, as you know, like in a really tough year for Nick and I, it was this rainbow-coloured beautiful time of celebrating love in like such a, such a place of the country of love and living like the good life. It was beautiful. But it was very short and we came back to a really hard couple of weeks straight after that. Yeah. And now I'm I'm quite anxious but very excited. Yeah. Uh, you guys might have seen that I just became Intrepid's first ever brand ambassador, which is so exciting. Guys, can't believe in this room sits a C-grade celebrity oh and God. Sarah. No, I'm element. <laughs> LMNOP grade is what I like to call myself. I think I moved up from X grade. No, maybe Z grade. Anyway, whatever. Definitely second half of the alphabet. Um, but we're going to Antarctica. I know, so exciting. Okay, can you, are you allowed to share the agenda or not quite? Yes, I'm okay, allowed to share the cool. agenda. So we go to Buenos Aires in Argentina because you have to, like, get the boat out of the southernmost point of South America. Like this whole thing is just so wild. I don't even I don't even know. So cool. But off the back of Egypt, the partnership just went really well and they're such an incredible company with B Corp certification and you guys know travel is like my way of understanding who I am and seeing the world. It's like just the ultimate yay and dream that I never could have anticipated. And then one of the itineraries that they want to, that they like don't really have many assets for and want to get new footage and storytelling around all the parts of it, particularly the different pathways, is Antarctica because it's quite inaccessible. Like people don't really know about what it looks like or like, for example, for us, I'm doing mini podcasts on penguinologists so and like whale watchers and ice, like snow experts and weather experts, the ship captain I get to sit down with. So we do a couple of days like acclimatizing. Then we get an internal flight to Ushuaia, which is like the southernmost airport I think and then 
We go and meet the boat off one of the ports. It takes two days going through the Drake Passage to get out into the Antarctic waters and it's the most violent water in the world, apparently. Is it like verbally violent? Like really just hurls abuse right at your face. And I just need to grow a thick skin before that happens. It's just like really not ready for the roast. (laughs) We made a joke today. We made a joke about Sarah going to Antarctica to freeze her eggs. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't afford it so I just went DIY, freeze into the ocean in the South Pole, yeah. I was like, wait, which pole is it? The South. Because I am actually polar diving. One of the things that we do. So cool. And we've had Wim Hof, the Iceman, on Seize the Eight before. If you guys haven't listened to it, it was a couple of years ago. Still can't believe we had him on the show. It was amazing. Turn your volume down because he screams the entire episode because he's got so much energy. But we're jumping into the ice. We're kayaking. So I had to do a little bit of training on how to exit like a wet exit out of a kayak with a skirt on, which is the thing that kind of locks your legs in so you can't just pull out. I was going to say, that's not very kayaking attire, a skirt. God, who are you trying to impress in the polar seas? I mean, I'm freezing my eggs, so who knows who I'm trying to impress. It's true. Um, And our incredible, another incredible past guest, I just like still can't believe how much this neighborhood has given us and the amazing people that we've met, is Jess Fox. I love. Kayaking, canoe, like Olympian champion, incredible legend, Aruni. We love her. We love. <laughs> we love her so much. Yeah. So she gave me some kayaking tips. But you are also off on your own adventure, which is beautiful because I feel like once you finish off one chapter of your life, often you just rush straight into the next mm. one. And I feel like you need a little bit of time to consolidate. Yeah, I think I need time away from people I know. I use <laughs> I use travel as like a reset therapy. Invisibility. In my, it's my invisibility cloak. Yeah. That's good one. what I think of it as. But also I haven't travelled for two years. I was like, going to say, after COVID, it's also yeah, like. Yeah, and travel is so, such a big part of my life. So I'm very, very excited. But more so, I'm genuinely, ex- I don't know why you cut y- yourself short with Antarctica because I was very much engaged in what was next after the kayaking. Oh, yeah. So we do kayaking. We camp on the snow. Cool. So you can like see sometimes there's like aurora borealises in the sky. Well, not the borealis one, but the aurora skylight things over the Antarctic. We, yeah, spend pretty much two weeks sailing around and getting off at different points to, like, see penguins. Oh, I was so excited to talk to a penguin. Hey, buddy. How are you? <laughs> How's life? You feeling cold? What are you doing? Really excited. And then I'll, yeah, get back and collate it all into some CZA storytelling. Cool. And for me, I will be off grid. No, there's no way. And I am so excited about yeah, that. Yeah, no wifi. I haven't done it since we did the Northern Territory, and that was like only three or four days. So this is two weeks. So, so guys, good. actually, it's three weeks in total, which means probably four weeks of episodes we will be taking a break, which I don't think I could say before. I think I said we're taking a break. I couldn't say why. This is why, but we will be back with a lot of you all because Angie's now not full time. So we're not squeezing it in at the end of Retired. a working day. Like. And yeah, and I'll have all the Antarctica stories. And I feel like at the edge of the earth with no whiff, like there'll be some deep self-reflection that I haven't really made time for at all this year. So I feel like I'll come back and I'll be like, hi, I've renamed myself. I'm Penguinera. Like that will be my new <laughs> name. <laughs> call me crap bag. Just call Princess me Princess Consuela <laughs> Banana Hammock. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know we have to wrap up soon, but just two questions. How do you even pack for that? Like, do you even have like, – I don't think Kathmandu will cut Kathmandu. it. Kathmandu. Um, Kath and Kim is coming back. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's coming soon. You know this, It right? is. I know. We're so – Oh, we're my God. So, so I was ADHD. re-watching the episode where they were talking about Ebony Ray's name before she was born and they were like, so I was in the hospital the other day and we were talking about baby names and I was like – 
Ivy. Ivy is such a cute name. And then Kim goes, what about Neil by mouth for a boy? (laughs) (laughs) Cathera for a girl? Cath for short? Oh, my God. I laugh like an hour. I'm so excited. Anyway. Yeah, how do you know? Yeah, how do you pack? So you have a pretty solid packing list of – because we did – the Himalayas ages ago. I've got all the outer shell kind of all the way from the thermals to the outer shell for weather, but they provide a massive like snow oh, okay, jacket, good. the gumboot things that you need. They've got it all there because you can only take 15 kilos on the small plane. So you pleb life me 6.8. You can't do that. Uh, because I change my clothes. <laughs> 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 Tell the me it's not true. There are no lies here. There are no lies here. How many times do you when we go away? So we went actually run out of time. So thank you for listening. When we go away for like a three-day, four-day weekend, I'm like, where the fuck are the rest of your clothes? <laughs> I just got my backpack. What's in there? Like undies. Okay, great. Glad you changed your undies. Okay, undies what else in there? Undies and socks are very P1 activity. P1 activity. The rest, Priority one translation for everyone. For the rest, you know, just literally. She's like, I'm like, do you have face wash in there? No. <laughs> oh, no. Do you have anything in there? No. That's true. You literally it's have my, your charges. My toiletry bag is, is my singular toothbrush. In like a plastic bag. Not even just in Ew. the bag. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> okay. Okay. So pleb wife still okay, but not that plebby because she's going to Istanbul. Yeah, Istanbul. I booked a one-way ticket to Istanbul and then one way back from Dublin. So have, however, I get between the two, I just get. You're gonna walk, aren't you? Yeah, probably. Just a little little <laughs> swim, a little walk and a swim. It's pleb life. <laughs> okay. You could go on a kayak. I could bring my kayak. What, from Antarctica <laughs> yes, to Istanbul? Just, throw, just let it float <laughs> to you. throw it over to me. But this was also very spontaneous by you. We were just like sitting mm. one day and you were like, I'm going to book flights to Istanbul. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, literally. That's Turkey, what I do. what? Yeah, yeah. By yourself. Solo right. travel. Yeah, yeah I, booked, I booked only two nights of accommodation and that's it. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so guys, we... We could make this like a five-hour episode. We have so many recommendations and updates and things, so many, but we have other things to do because Andrew's <laughs> in like 24 hours and today she was like, I haven't packed, I have no travel insurance, various things to do. So what are your questions for Andrew's Q&A, imagining that she will be back from like a big life-revealing solo travel trip? Mm. And then my questions for me about Antarctica. And then because we're finally getting around, I know I've been saying this for a really long time, but finally have a tiny bit more stability. This year has been, we had all these grand plans and we obviously mentioned Pinot and Picasso like nine years ago and still haven't done our community live events. So I got to meet some of you on the kick tour, which was amazing, but I obviously didn't organize our own neighborhood tour. But if there are any things you want for 2023 now that Andrew will be working with us? Yep. She's on She's on the team officially. Like actually permanent. Mm. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. And we can move around so we yeah. can't. We could actually do a tour. <gasps> so retirement life is just the best. Please tell us what you want. Mm. Open channels, guys. Yep. In the meantime, any quick recommendations? My only rec- two recommendations, sex education. I know I'm late on the bandwagon. I love Plus Plus. Uh, <laughs> the TV show, guys, not go and get sex education about well, birds and the Well, that too be important. Uh, <laughs> second is I bought, okay, this is the least pleb life I've ever done. I used to think Apple AirPods were wanky as. I know. I When I got them, you were like, <clears throat> yeah. I, I can't like, even oh, walk such, with you. So south side <laughs> oh. as I put in my lead fake ones. But you're from I pressed it. Oh, fell off the back of a truck. 
literally. It's true though. Literally, they're the other ones that you have. It's so good. Um, no, I got Apple AirPod Pros yesterday only because. Don't the- even only because. You got them because you like them. No, you listen. You are a consumer. Listen. You are a consumer. To the sound. <laughs> You're in my heart. Okay, got your attention. No, I got them because my previous headphones, when I cycle, I like spend a lot of time on my bike, obviously, and I sometimes take calls on them. And it was like, oh, every time I try, you're like, bam. Yeah. And I'm like, like oh my yelling. God, hi. And then you're like, I got so much news. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, yeah, 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 literally. And I didn't know that because I'm speaking, but the people listening are like, I, what? And I just was like, this whole time for two years thought I was so crisp. No, but then you go, how about now? How about now? How about now? How about now? And it's like not getting Literally, any better. Yeah. I'm like, no, still no. <laughs> so I got them and I was like, my only thing, it's true. The only thing I wanted was to be able to cycle with them and talk to people on the phone. So good yeah. microphone quality. And everyone was trying to tell me, oh, these have good sound quality. And I was like, I don't care about sound. I care about someone on the other side being able to hear me on the bike. Anyway, got them yesterday and hoped that they were good. And put them on straight away, called Loz, and I was like riding my bike. I was like, I made my sister run up and down the house to see if I could hear oh, the wind. You just ran my- up the street. We went to get a coffee before, and Angie's like, okay, I'm gonna run up and down. And you're going to call me from like right next to you <laughs> yeah. and see if you can tell that I'm running, even though I can see you sprinting. And being like supportive of you, you were like, wow. Oh, whoa. The mic quality. Oh, wow. wow. Quality um, plus plus. <laughs> but I got them and I called lots and I was like, okay, now you tell me if you can hear the wind. And I'm like cycling like really, really hard. She was like, can't hear anything. And I was like, stop it. She goes, sing happy birthday and move your head and see if I can hear it. So I sang happy birthday down Smith Street. And she was like, couldn't hear a thing. I like, couldn't hear the wind at all. And I I was like, oh my gosh! So my life's changed now. Wow! That if anyone has needs headphones that can definitely take out the wind when you're exercising. <laughs> so specific. for phone calls, so specific. These are the ones. Great. Okay, that's my rec- anything from you. I have so many. It's been three months. Mm. It's been three months. Like I don't even know what to okay, say. Okay, you can choose three. <laughs> I can choose three one per month. <laughs> okay, it's hard because they're all serial killer related. So. Okay, that's fine. No, it's not fine. It's not fine for the yay. There's so much yay. There's so many serotonin increasing activity related things on the internet lately. <laughs> I just like have been getting on. Okay, anything golden retriever videos. They're really giving at the moment did you see that thing that i put on cca yesterday about the, i don't follow cca the, oh. I'm, joking. I'm, joking. I'm fired already <laughs> the golden retriever the service dog who won miss tennessee oh my god yes and then he got saw, his own crown oh so cute i did see that actually yeah i get on like golden retriever you know oh paul is the update that's happened since the last oh, three months my recommendation is just give paul lots of love he's doing mm. a lot better he's doing a lot better he's doing a lot better also, July have a new range of pet personalization related luggage and water bottles and luggage tags and various things. So my water bottle has Paul's little It face. literally does have a Paul face. Like an actual it. Paul on yeah. the face. Like Paul's, not, Paul not a random Goldie, like Paul. That is actually Paul. Yeah. I could totally pick up pick Paul in a lineup. Like anyone who doesn't think that's 100%. Have I also given you guys a recommendation of Crufts? No. Do you know the dog competitions that we watch sometimes? So there's yes. this official oh dog competition that's like part of the, like, you know, the Royal Melbourne show, but it's like in the UK and it's huge. It's like massive, this massive event, it's televised and everything. And it's show dogs, but then they have like the funny ones as well. So they've got agility dogs, police dogs, and they do these, you know, obstacle courses. And it's like, who can do it the fastest? And some of them are insane. Like so yeah. fast. Like German Shepherds doing these like crazy in and out things. And then the, the gold is just so silly. <laughs> 
They're so silly that they do this stupid dance with like a hundred, like 20 golden retrievers come out with their owners and they can't even stand in the straight it's line. That's true. They have a choreographer. They have a choreographed walking. It's like a diagonal line walking. And then it's like, and then they move like into this one line and then they move into two lines. And they're still all looking at their Literally. owners, like looking everywhere. It's like these other dogs do like these like black flips and everything and the dogs are just like going from one line to two lines to one line to two lines. And then every now and then one will just like oh there's my owner and like running yeah. and like, I'm only laughing because uh, one night at like 10 30 I like I was taking Nick and Sarah's Nick goes and I was like oh my god what he goes come watch and I had to sit sit through the whole choreography because you two were like oh it's my favorite video and I was like what am oh, I watching god it's so good it's good it's, it's good. so good and also go back to the start of friends I've gone back to the very start and it's just Timeless yeah. and funny. Yeah, I feel like friends. I have more than that, but I just can't think of them right now. Those are good. Yeah, those are good. And yeah, just get your question hat on because this is our last episode for a couple of weeks and then we'll be back with more hilarity. <laughs> We've missed so much stuff. I know. I feel like oh, we'll write an agenda next we'll time, write an but agenda. even then we'll have we'll miss it again because we, we always suck. But we do have really exciting things planned for next year and mm. now that Angie's like part-time permanent, the possibilities are endless. So mm. please contribute to the community. This is a community effort. Mm. This is a neighborhood so effort. This is a neighborhood effort. Okay, love you guys. So sorry it took us three months to do this again. Have the most amazing couple of weeks and we'll be back. Bye. Bye. Bye.